Welcome to Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball. I don't think it's going to be called Fumbling Around anymore, guys. I think we're going to have two separate podcasts. So I'm just going to start calling it right now, Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball. Welcome, Chris Mays, owner of the Detroit Stars. Thank you for having me, Tom. Uh, you are a pretty good competitor every year. Every year you're in it, but you've had some bad luck in the playoffs. Just a little bit of bad luck every year, yes. Uh, a couple of those times, I probably, to me, bad luck. Like We would have some knockout playoff battles in the first round, and then just I'd win 5-4 or something like that. Or at the end of the regular season, I beat you two out of three times, and you have a half game better record because you got one extra stolen base on the Sunday night baseball team. So then you get to play the six, the lower seed, and I get to play a buzzsaw that just gets hot in the first round. I get eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've caused a lot of bad luck for you. I'm still not sore about that from like two years ago. No. No. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you moved on. Because <laughs> I don't even remember that one. I remember <laughs> playing. Yeah, I remember the like last couple of years. I think I played you like in the playoffs or. I know definitely last year. Yeah, it's been rough, the playoffs with me. You know, I have like a really good offense, and I dominate a lot of teams in the year. And then yeah. playoffs hop, happen, and I run into someone who just has two ridiculous best starts of the year and strikes out like 10, and I just can't keep up. Or someone hits 12 home runs in a yeah. week. So uh, how do you like your team so far this year? Um, So far this year, I – I'm kind of disappointed in my offense. Like, Stanton going down in, like, the first week well, really yeah. hurt. Yeah. I needed power. I'm struggling for power right now. Yeah, that would happen when losing Stanton. And then you also sold off Lindor and Freeman at the beginning of the year. Obviously, Lindor wouldn't have helped you out, but uh, you made two pretty big moves, I would say, the, maybe the biggest moves of the preseason. Well, besides that trade. Not your trade. The trade, or the, or not, uh, the Yelich and... Uh, Scherzer for Walker Bueller and Robles. That was a big, this is a big offseason. Yeah, there's a lot of moves and it's becoming a bigger offseason for us. Before, when I joined years ago, it was just, okay, declare your keepers and then we'll talk about rules and then we'll go auction. Now we actually do offseason trading, offseason auctioning. It's been growing tremendously. Did you listen to the last week's podcast at all, Victor's? I have not listened to Victor's yet. I just got through Gabe's podcast okay. two weeks ago. Okay, so it's just funny because, like, you entered a different point. You le- you came in uh, at a weird point. Not many people came in. Like, we only needed one person that year, right? Yeah, I came in the le- the year of Victor's incident. or the incident. Oh, that year. That, yeah. You were supposed yeah. to be originally on my team, right? You were going to help me drive the team. You are going to be, like, a co-owner. Yeah, I was going to help you co-own put some potato chips in possibly if needed, and go from there. Yeah, and uh, we had a spot opening. That got that that really hurt me because I was like talk, I was game planning like with you like what my plan was and stuff like that. I had some inside information. It did not help me that year. I was terrible. I think I finished dead last. I might have won a playoff matchup, but I was not good. Yeah, that but year. you you were like making me pay or like getting guys like because I was trying to like build for like a future. I'm like, oh man, we're moving towards a dynasty. Like I want to get these like cheap young guys and stuff and like build that future. And you kind of do that and uh, you know went after some of my. Well, that's ideal with a dynasty. You want to buy young and cheap, and yeah. you don't want to buy someone who's 32 and costing $80 or they yeah. might be at the downslope of their career. But that was the first year we've like done anything like that. Not everybody was thinking that way. Because like, we were only keeping three guys at that point, right? Um, When I joined, yeah, and I think we changed it for the following year. It was going to be like five, and now yeah, it's yeah. six. Yeah, and that, uh, with the Victor Levy was actually part of that was the trade that me and you had made. Uh, that Victor allowed to go through, but it wasn't because the way the voting system was or something, it had to be there was like three representatives, and if two representatives out of the three or something said it was vetoable, then it was vetoed, and they did, but Victor never vetoed, went through and like just let it go through. And then I had Stanton on my team for one day, and he hit a home run. Yeah, Victor was just way out of it that year. He was gone on a canoeing trip. Didn't yeah, he was doing a lot of vacations. It's like, yeah, he was doing a lot that year. Yeah, and it just went through when it shouldn't have. You got an extra stat day, and we couldn't correct it, but we could move the guys back. Yeah. Well, a big piece of that trade was Oscar Taveras, who like ended up passing away like later that summer or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, not to make light of it, I guess I got the good end of that deal in the long term. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you also had you had Jose Fernandez, who passed away. Yeah, I still hold the Marlins as being the reason why that happened, because they didn't want to pitch him on a Sunday 
against the Braves because he just had bad blood against them earlier in the month. So they said, oh, we're going to push your start back to Monday. So Saturday night he went out on a boat. Oh, and man. Yeah, he could have. Otherwise, if he was yeah. starting, he wouldn't have been out on the boat. Yeah, You've had a lot of good keepers throughout the history. Uh, I mean, you have Arenado. You have Stanton. You, had, you drafted Freeman. You have Lindor. Um, you had Arenado. I don't know if I said Arenado. Um, you had J.D. Martinez. You have Whit Merrifield. Um, you've had, especially hitters, like a plethora amount of hittable hitter keeper that are still like keep kept right now in the league. Yeah, most of them are. I've had Trout at one point. Um, that was the year that we finally expanded our cap, so I was the big spender, and I could spend 162 units on them before no one could go over the cap. So I was able to do that. Um, it's just with the bats, you got to look at who's actually starting to hit the ball and look at some of the uh, secondary numbers. You know, even listen to the analysts on TV with JD, they're talking about, well, he actually kind of found out and modeled his swing after Cabrera and all this. And it's like, well, he's actually swinging and hitting the ball. Houston partially let him go because they have a roster room and he wasn't performing. They didn't, they didn't think he was gonna but he be was going performing to. that like spring training, like because like they were talking about he switched up his like how he you know launch angle or he's like one of the first launch angle guys and uh he was killing it that spring, but yeah, they still didn't keep him. And then Avila, Avila tried to actually make a trade for him before before they dropped him and they're like, no, we're gonna keep him. And then eventually they're like, we don't have the space and they wavered him. And how do you feel now if you're Houston's GM? You know, you had a JD Martinez, a guy who's Hitting thirty four. That happens. Runs they want a, they want a title. They're like, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but like they could definitely use that. But three four years later, they won the title. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think you can't be too upset. You can't because you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. Like you're not gonna win every move in baseball. Just like we, we get lucky sometimes, and sometimes you know we make the wrong call. That is definitely true. I tend to make wrong calls with pitching, so I try to stay away from like extra waiver wire pickups nowadays. Unless oh my I have gosh. To. Yeah, and now there's no pitching on the waiver. No, that you want. no, no. This league is like definitely getting better. Like there's less and less always available. It seems like I don't know how that is because we're still having the same roster spots, but it just seems like guys are better at just picking up guys or keeping them. You know, you think there's 150 starting pitchers in the league, and there's probably about 120 to 132 of them on every roster. Right, all together. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're you know like the guys. Yeah, the guys available, but you're looking at like probable starters the next day or something if you want to get somebody is like like you want daniel norris really yeah yeah i know dude as much as i would love to have him i couldn't i could not even pull the trigger on that one no it's like the tigers don't even want to pull the trigger on him like yeah. he was supposed to start the game in minnesota then it snowed and like eh, we're just gonna skip him and not yeah. start him and yeah, you know I don't know if he's probable for his next start since it rained out on Saturday. They might skip him in the rotation or something like that. I'm not sure, though. Um, all games start at 1 o'clock today, right? Uh, except some of the West Coast. Said oh, yeah, game. yeah, but nothing earlier. I just wanted to make sure, but like, I don't have to like, set my light up or something like right now. Well, oh, Sundays is a nice – they do a nice kids' day pretty much around the league. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I don't know if it was like Easter and like teams are like starting at 12 or something ridiculous. I just wanted to make sure that there was no – If there is, I'm not paying attention Not on my it. team. So, so I just select everything's at least one or later. Um, yeah, that Boston Marathon day always screws me up because they started at like 10 a.m. because of the marathon yeah. or something like that. There was another game the other day that started at like 12 or something. What, like I've ever seen it at school. Yeah, every once in a while, Nationals do something screwy like that just because it's uh, something going on in D.C. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to start talking about some matchups? Sure, let's get these matchups done. Well, I always do mine first because when I go to my screen, that's who's first on my list. Most prejudice, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, after losing to Nick last week, which I probably needed to be humbled a little bit, uh, which is all right. Nick deserved it, even though you're killing him this week. Uh, I'm having a much better week this week. Um, all across the board, offensively, 34 runs already, 10 home runs, 27 RBIs, only one stolen base with a 356 on base, three saves, 87 Ks, 266 ERA, 0.97 whip, six quality starts. I got like three pitchers going today or something like that, maybe four. I mean, one or two of them are like pickups, but I'm hoping I can try to catch them in Ks. Um, I'm up like 6'3". I, I should win. It's just how much am I going to win by? I could win big. 
Or I could win like six three, six four, or something like that. I'm thinking you're probably locked at least five out of the six categories you have right now. Yeah, I yeah, like I have runs, home runs, RBIs on base probably, and ERA, and probably WHIP even almost. Yeah, unless your three stars go implode, you yeah, should yeah. be safe for the two pitching categories. Yeah, but those those are still like a lot of pitching innings in that. I mean, I already have 87 Ks, so... Especially yeah. for a Sunday, the yeah. last matchup of the week. You have, well, have 71 innings in. It's not yeah. going to skew too hard. Uh, my last guy is Barrio, and I think he starts at like 3 or 4 o'clock, and he's probably the worst one. So he's kind of a guy, like, if things get too close, I'll just sit him. But if it's like I could take Ks in, I should be safe. I might play him. So this brings up an interesting point I, I thought I always had. Do you always want to push for these extra categories or just sit on that you got the six and you want to It all sure depends. It, I don't know. Like, I thought about sitting on it because I could have sat on my, like, ERA and whip a little while ago. And I was like, what I decided to do was, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after it. And if I get too close, I, I still thought I could, like, I was watching after every starter. And at well, any point, like, after you Darvish, I was, if he didn't, like, because he had a bad first couple innings, if he didn't, like, redeem himself, like, I would have probably had to have sat everybody else maybe if things would have got too close. But then he actually like came out and started like striking guys out. Actually. So Well with you know, I wonder if there's if there's any real fancy saber metrics out there that says starting these extra guys trying to chase a category too, how often does it actually work for you? How often does it completely yeah. backfire or how often does it not change a darn How thing? close are you? It depends on your matchup and stuff and how how much you need it. So I wonder if there's actually like if there's data out there that says no, if you're this many strikeouts down, unless you have four pitchers going, you're not going to make it up. Or if there's actually real yeah. data out there for yeah. that. Uh, comparing the teams, uh, the like my hot guys, I, I actually like all my offense is pretty spread out. Like no one's really dominating. Uh, my top guys are like Yandy Diaz, who has like five runs, two home runs, four RBIs, and then like Cruz with five runs, two home runs, six RBIs. So my offense is, which I like. You know, no one. It's all pretty much spread out. Um, my pitching overall, like Paxton had a really good 12k game, which was good to see pretty good overall. Like my numbers are really good. Everybody just kind of contributed. Uh, Victor's had some pretty good pitching. Uh, Trevor Bauer had two really good starts together with 18ks. Carrasco had a 12k game for him. Cole Hamels has been pitching out of his mind, 8ks. And then Kyle Hendricks had an 11k game the other day. Uh, but Victor's offense is really weak right now because a lot of guys are day to day. If you look at his team, like I don't know who's even playing today, but I know Votto, Carpenter, Rendon, and Judge are all day to day. I just read that Judge was going on the DL too, or IL. Or <laughs> yeah, they changed the letter. It's still the same idea. Yeah. Like his offense has been relatively weak all year, but his pitching's been really strong. Yeah, I don't know if that's his draft philosophy or just yeah. Some love. he doesn't have any bench hitter, so it might be time for him to get a bench hitter or two or something like that. But it's hard to, if you has a lot of like owned high owned percentage pitchers he's got to know that it's gonna be hard to get him back if you drop sure. him so you know you know it is what it is uh but yeah i should take uh i should take him hopefully by a decent amount this week we'll see so at worst i, I have i could go five five it looks like but i could at best i could go eight one and one or something like that so uh the next matchup i got the colt 45s versus the brooklyn dodgers so adam versus uh eric uh this one's pretty close Right? Yeah, they're tied in home runs, a two-run differential, two-RBI differential. Still in bases a little bit far apart with yeah. three. I have, like, Eric and uh, – I'm giving Adam and Eric each two categories, and then basically everything else is up for grabs. So two for two with a multitude type of things that could happen. It's a big Sunday for them. Yeah, this could be a big matchup where – Eric comes back and wins the matchup, and it could be vital for the playoffs down the road. Yeah. And going going to your second week of division play, yeah, it's it could be huge. Yeah, because Eric needs Eric needs every win he can when he's going against that division. And then Adam, this is a big matchup for Adam because Eric could definitely easily be a, a playoff contender, and they could see each other in the playoffs. So that head to head matchup is pretty big for these two, especially for that tiebreaker. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, so uh, big matchup. So it comes down today. Um, nobody good for like. Uh, Darren's offense uh, sticking out, uh, but just getting decent attributions from uh, Bregman, Harper, Goldie. But his pitchers, Verlander, Quintana, have been really good. For Eric, Billy Hamilton's got four stolen bases this week, so you got to like to see that. Blackman got a couple bombs for him, so you like to see him playing at home, hitting bombs. Uh, his pickup, 
uh, oh, Springer has a couple bombs, but Tim Anderson's done a uh, home run and a couple RBI or a couple stolen bases for him this week. So that's a good pickup. But Anderson always seems to come out hot and he's very streaky, but he's got to get stolen bases. Yeah, there's there's some sabermetrics out there that says his he's not going to be able to continue this pace. Yeah. Where they're just he's had some so incredibly incredible good luck good luck with some of the batted balls in play and everything, you know, and hitters generally sometimes come out quicker than pitchers do. So let's see what happens as we get into May. If he keeps it up, maybe this is his career year and he's going to go for a hundred units next year in the auction. Uh, crazy this week. Eric's pitching has been awful. So for being the best, probably starting pitching team, this is a bad week for him. As you can see, four saves, not bad, but 78 Ks, not bad, but a five, seven, six ERA, a 1.6, a whip with three quality starts. I would have a hard time believing I would see that with his starting pitcher, but. Well, he had a couple of pitches. You just had rough outings this week and it was some of them who are like Aaron Noah at two yeah. start week and just struggled with it. Yep. So it's bound to happen. Yeah. So, uh, but still, big matchup. Uh, a lot up for grabs still. Uh, the next matchup, I got the team from Atlanta, Bill uh, versus Gabe, the Brown Bombers. Um, Brown Bombers look like they're going to win big. <laughs> yeah, I don't see much Bill's going to do to win, maybe other than bring back a category two in his favor, but not much. Yeah. So Gabe got six categories, probably locked down. So only four categories up for grabs. And right now, Gabe has the advantage in all those categories, basically. I think the only category I have uh, Bill coming back in is maybe K's. Uh, that seems maybe out of reach a little bit. RBIs, I think, is possible. He's oh, yeah. down two there. Yeah. But he's down almost 27 strikeouts or um, 17 strikeouts right now. It's but I think he has like a bunch of, I think he has at least three starters, including like his better guys, Kershaw and somebody. But 27 still a lot for three starters. It's not 27. Or eight, 17 still a lot for uh, three starters. You're talking seven pieces to get up there if Gabe has no one pitching. Yeah, Gabe has uh, one guy, but I don't think it was anybody. I'm just saying, he could do that. But yeah, Gabe should win this one pretty big. Um, Bill, you need to do something to try to, you know, stay in it. I don't know. Uh, but you can't lose. It's hard to lose in this big. Um, he's just having a bad week overall, though. It's like he, he's not strong. His best category is runs, 27. And he's playing Gabe, who that might be Gabe's strongest category. He's always getting runs. Gabe always puts a pretty speedy team on the, in, his, in the lineup. Hmm. But going forward, Bill should have a little bit better offense with Lindor coming back. Provided he does need a couple more weeks to get some spring training under. Yeah, but he he needs a lot because like those those stats just aren't going to do it right now. Low on low OBP and then his pitching is really bad too with only forty eight Ks and one quality start. Uh, for Gabe, uh, no standouts really for the hitters. Uh, he had like his pitching did pretty well. His pitching's doing really good right now. Um, Hampson's been a, a bust kind of for him, so I'm curious to see how that works out for him because that was the guy I really really wanted preseason. I, I he had the most I put the most money out of any of my players was to get him. And I might have got lucky. Sometimes this happens to me where I don't get the guy I want and I get my like second or third choice. And uh Garrett or Ryan McMahon, who's gotten me two home runs. Oh I didn't play him for his two home runs, but two home runs and a stolen base since coming back middle of the week uh from injury. So But you just don't know if some of these Especially the prospects of the guys who've seen limited major league time, you just yeah. don't know what they're going to do. Well, with Hampson, you just hope that if you get at least if you got playing time, and if you got all you do is get on base, you should steal bases. Um, but he's not really even doing that, so we'll see what happens. I'm hoping Bre they call Brendan Rodgers up at some point. Um, that's my that's what I wish for. Well, that's the same thing that we always say about Billy Hamilton year in and year out. If he get on base, he's going to steal ninety, but. You just can't get on base. Yeah. But he's like, Hamilton's a better stealer. Hampson's supposed to be a little bit better hitter. Um, so a little bit different, but yes, I get what you're saying. Um, so that matchup, Gabe should have locked down. The next one, I got your matchup next. So the, the Detroit Stars, the Detroit Stars, right? I am the Detroit Stars. Detroit. Well, I was like, I was just making sure it's Detroit. Like, I was like, it's not a different city, right? Detroit Stars versus the the Lions. Nick, your your friend, who you brought into the league. Yeah, it was a similar situation that how I got brought into the league. <laughs> I was going to use him as a co-manager as a or a little bit of a units backer, and um, then the Victor situation happened, and well, they needed four 
new owners. That's where okay, Nick yeah. Came in. Okay, so. so Nick did come at that point. We needed four. He was that fourth with because uh, I think we and Victor were talking about it. We couldn't remember. Um, so yeah, so it was what Victor? No, it was Bill, Gabe, Nick, Nick, and Eric. And Eric, that is correct. All right, yeah. And how long ago was that? Oh, brother. <laughs> it was my second year in the league. Is when we. So it's probably like five, six years ago, maybe. Yeah, it was five years ago. Nick's could... been in it for a little while. Do you yeah. and Nick ever? Like, think about leaving? Um, I don't know if he does or not. Um, I think he does it. I, he does this for more or less fun. Okay. From what I know. Um, I know every year he tends to be on the, in the bottom third or quarter of spenders. He's usually, like, the last. Yeah. The first year was him and Gabe spending hardly any money. Yeah, yeah. And then Gabe was miraculous with some trades and all yeah, season yeah, moves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, not really. I am down. I did cut my budget this year compared to what I normally spend in the top like 10% of what the league spends. Yeah. This year I looked at it where my division is I going to the auction. I figured my division is actually tougher with um, Adam having good keepers. Chet, you don't know what he was going to do because he tends to want to go spend. And I think he surprised everybody. By not going to like the 90th level of tax or yeah. if we even have that. So then it's like, okay, so then I got to play those guys six times total. Am I going to really go yeah. put myself through the torture like I was last year playing you and Chad? It puts, it's a lot of pressure to win when you put that much money in, right? Like you're, you're, you're... Yeah, even if you win fourth, even if you get fourth place, it's like, oh, I lost money in this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then that, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so you guys are playing each other. So you're, you're kind of whooping on Nick right now. Um. Yeah, I've had a tough year offensively, and when and then my matchups weren't in my favor. When yeah, well, this I, matchup's definitely in your favor. Well, yeah, I ran into buzzsaws the previous two matchups, and this week I'm just I'm not having a tremendous offensive week. I'm probably having an average one. Yeah, but it's good enough right now. Yeah, and then your pitching ratios are good, but you only have 57 Ks. Yeah. And that's part of not spending more money on trying to get level one and level two pitchers. Yeah, yeah. Trying to rest on Madison Bumgarner and... Granky, you know, and then you try to go with, like, a, a smaller cast or, you know, like, lesser guys and yeah. put together. You had a good start by Luke Weaver. See that? Yeah, after his first couple starts were shaky, he's been putting a couple together. Okay. Now. But, yeah, so, uh, I mean, you should have... I got you locked down at least for five categories. Being runs, saves, ERA, whip, and quality starts. He's got to get you in case because I think he has like three starters, I think, or something. Um, yeah, if he does, he does. I'm not. I just want to win a week. I haven't yeah. won one. You yet. should win on base too. So no matter what, like you, you, you should win six to four at worst, but you could potentially win like nine to one. And if his starters somehow are terrible, yeah, maybe I get lucky. Uh, he's had a good start. Baez, Baez is playing well for him. Still seven runs, two home runs, four RBIs, and then uh, Mike Minor had a really nice start for him. Surprising. You just kind of combination a little bit of everything from your guys. Yeah, in the long term, I I just I need Stan to get a little bit healthier. Yeah. Arnaldo's starting to wake up. He started to hit home runs finally this yeah. week. So, and. I have guys who have track records that should be able to per, put up a little bit more power, but yeah. I really like my pickup of Frazier for when Stanton went down. He oh yeah, I was gonna say he's been doing week. pretty good. Yeah, he's yeah. been pretty nice. Big pickup. So, and Winker's starting to get a little bit warmer after his like terrible first week or two. I thought they've been bad him third. Yeah, and then he didn't start last night. Comes in, hits a pinch hit home run. So on your bench, or would you play him? I played him because I. Because the Tigers didn't have a oh, game. Oh, so you didn't have a, you know. You play him instead of, yeah, a guy with a postponed game. Yeah. Makes more sense. And I actually like having Nico Goodrum on my roster. It's like people look at him as like he's a Tiger and he's not going to put up a lot of counting numbers. But as a super utility guy, a guy you really need to play on like a Thursday or Sunday just to keep. He has a potential to put up the counting numbers and he has to get on base. So Yeah. Still, he a, does a little bit of everything. And it's a good just bench guy that put in there and he's going to play every day which i don't think he has his whole career yeah is he uh that is that your only bench hitter um i have 
at the beginning of the year, he was my only bencher. Then I have Luis Urias okay. from San Diego, where he was originally starting in the minors and because he couldn't hit at all in spring training, and he's still not really hitting too much. But he's like a young top prospect. Yeah. So you drafted him? Um, I got him for zero dollars. I don't remember what's the draft or the supplement. Yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, one of those. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the next matchup I got is uh, Jay the Pilots. Is it Seattle Pilots? Yep. Versus uh, the Cannibal Giants, Bob. Uh, Bob looks like he's going to win a big week. It's not like Jay's putting up – well, offensively, numbers aren't bad. Uh, but Bob's just still putting up better numbers. And then Bob's pitching has been really, really good across the board. So uh, this one's pretty much over, really. Uh, one, I got, like, Bob winning at least seven categories and probably could go, like, 8-2. Maybe better. Yeah, I don't think he, Bob can get to the magical 10 because of stolen, stolen bases. bases yeah. yeah, but Bob can definitely get on bases. They're separated by, you know, .005. Yeah, and then only Bob's up two home runs. That's the only category I even have, maybe Jay being able to. But, like, so Bob has a big chance of, you know, a big win. So, like, in, like in that division, you know, if Bob wins big and Eric loses big, like, that's a that's a lot of games, you know, back that he falls back, you know, just from this one week. I don't know what their matchup wise, you know, rankings and stuff right now, but you know, that's a big jump. Well, that makes just bigger emphasis on when they play each other because have they played each other yet? They still might have yeah. thirty points between them to divvy up and yeah, yeah, you can make up ground really quickly if you just yeah. beat your division. Yeah, uh, Jay's got a few good players. Like, I mean, Ozuna's having a good week. He's got seven runs, three home runs, five RBIs, a stolen base with a four seventy eight. Yo Mikado's finally coming around. This might be his year. Four four runs, three home runs, five RBIs, stolen base with a 333 on base. So not very good on base. But and then Fernando Tatis had a heck of a game the other day with a three stolen base game. Uh, he also chipped in a home run this this uh this week. So he's looking good. Uh, Jay's keepers between Mikado, Tatis, and Ben Attendee. That's a good young core right there. Um, that could be all future superstars. Yeah, they're good and young. Just going to see how his offense handles, you know, missing Gene Segura now for a couple weeks with yeah. him hitting the DL. That hurts. But I'm just talking about future-wise. Like, that's a good young core to build around. Uh, Bob's getting a ridiculous week out of Rosario with six home runs this week, nine RBIs. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera's chipped in a couple home runs for him, seven RBIs, six runs. And then pitching-wise, uh, Luis Castillo with, in two starts got him 16 Ks. And then Corbin's looking good for him, too. Um, uh, for Jay, actually, I forgot. I want to bring up Yulo Urias had a really good game. Uh, six innings pitch, nine Ks, no runs, uh, 0.5 whip with the quality start. That was a really good start out of him. Um, but it looks like Bob's pretty much got this one locked down. So sorry, Jay. Uh, best of luck. Anything else about that one? Not about that matchup, no. Uh, all right. Uh, the next matchup. Uh, we got Chet, the Terriers, St. Louis Ooh. Terriers. <laughs> Everybody boots Chet. One day, maybe he'll come on. Probably not, but we'll see. Uh, I will be having the commission. on. I can't remember if it's next week or the week after. I uh, can't wait for that because I like to hear his perspective on, you know, the whole thing and becoming commission, how he deals and handles things. Oh, that was a storm years ago when he <laughs> had to come become commission in the middle of the year. <laughs> of a crazy league. And yeah. that keeps getting crazier. Yeah, let's keep adding another layer to make this more difficult. Right. Remember when Bill came in and then he was like, how come we don't have no salary cap or something like that? And then Cooley wrote the that long email about like how it's affecting the league and uh, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, having a salary cap and having it taxed is a nice perk. I just don't know, do we want people not to abuse the tax as much as possible? Or are we okay with it? Because if you want everyone to have a true competition, an equal chance of competing, then you're going to either increase the salary, the keep the salary cap even for everybody, or increase the tax where people don't want to go to that next level yeah, yeah, of tax. Yeah. I think it's perfect right now. Because I think like if you want to pay, like it, it, there's more risk. Like it's not guaranteed. And then we pay enough people to like even if you like if you were a Nick, like you get fourth place, you want a bunch of money. Or if you win the toilet bowl, you win. So like if you do anything that above what you're supposed to with that little money, like you actually win. So will we end up paying like four, five people out at the end of the year guaranteed? Or? Yeah, because we now have like a fourth place, and then and then also like division winner. So division winners, two of them should get into the fourth place game at least. 
Um, but it's possible like you to finish third in your division and then lose the first round. So, but at least you got some of that division money. Like I didn't get any division money last yeah. year. I know I was the only team to beat Chet in the regular season when he had this historic winning percentage. Yeah. And I got nothing because I got bounced in the first round because people rest or got hurt or someone had like, Oh, was that year that it was the week that the Dodgers and Diamondbacks decided to hit just go home run derby off each other oh. on that Monday, Tuesday, and I was they had ten home runs in two days, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's good." Yeah, uh, it's defe- defeats are heartbreaking sometimes, especially this league when we put so much on the line and every little move is being analyzed. And it's it's just crushing when it happens on Monday and Tuesday. You're like, "Oh, maybe I can get back in." Because yeah. last year my team was hitting an average of two home runs, home runs a day, so I was not losing home runs any week until then. Oh, this the JD Martinez went crazy. Yeah, no, that was a couple years ago when uh, he was in Arizona. Oh yeah, that crazy. was ridiculous. Yeah, you had like yeah. a four home run game or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was always nice against you in September. Yeah, especially when you traded them to me. Yeah. So that's really got to hurt double bad. Oh, sorry. But that was an off-season move and all that, so I don't feel that bad about it. But we did trade in the off-season. It was the middle of the season, the year, the time that we traded. It might have been the year before. It was probably it was the year before, but it was definitely in the middle of the season. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't trade you during the season while I was competing, and then you use them against me. I don't think that was the true case. Yeah. It might have been the next year, but yeah. Uh, but for this matchup, uh, Fielder's really taking it to Chet. Uh, it's not even close, really. Uh, offensively, like Fielder's got 32 runs, 15 home runs, 42 RBIs with the 366 on base, four stolen bases. Not bad. Uh, Chet is a stolen base team. He's tied him with four right now. But Chet's other categories: 18 runs, four home runs, 19 RBIs, the 319 on base. That's not gonna do against anybody. No, and you don't. And way Chet build his team this year, you weren't expecting him to be a mega competitive team the way he did. He definitely built for the future. So you expect to see... That's not what he thinks. Well, he won't come on and say on the record, so it's okay. (laughs) But, you know, you're not expecting him to go put up, like, 40 runs and 40 RBI each week. No. The fact that he's not at 20 by Sunday is way below league average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traditionally, if if you get to 30, you might have a chance of winning that category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or runs and RBIs. Yeah. Um, You got to, like... You got to get at least twenty-seven or twenty-eight in each one, but yeah, you're aiming for like thirty-two to get yourself a really good chance of beating most teams from week to week. Outside of someone having a hot week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're hoping from twenty-seven to thirty-two probably in each of those. You're hoping at least eight home runs, if not like double-digit home runs, Um, and then depending on everybody's a little bit different in stolen bases, but four is pretty good in a week. Yeah, I feel a lot of people almost punt stolen bases if you're not trying to be like one, two, three in the league. Yeah, maybe. And it just becomes that way where Chet can get ten a week, and with his lineup, just it's whether they get on base or not to deserve it. Yeah, uh, pitching. I guess Chet could take. I think he has a bunch of pitchers, if I remember correctly, going today. Um, so he could take. He'll keep K's, and he could maybe take whip, possibly, and maybe quality starts, possibly. Uh, but besides that, like, Fielder, Fielder has a good six categories, like, locked down already. Um, it should win. They both have zero saves. They're pitching. Both, both pitching has been awful. 52 K's versus 46. Three and four quality starts. One has an ERA of six. The other one has an ERA of 4.5. Yeah, like, yeah. pitching is awful. Uh, just a good matchup right now for Justin to go against, you know, Chet playing like this. Yeah, best case scenario for Chet, he loses 5-3 instead of 6-2. Yeah. Yep. Uh, good, like, standouts, I would say, uh, for Chet. Franco, he has two home runs, six RBIs. Uh, Bueller pitched a good game for him, like an 8K game. So that's good, that's good to see. Uh, for, for Fielder, Christian Yelich has had basically a, w- a week alone Better than Chet's. Hey, hello, St. Louis. Don't pitch to Christian Yelich anymore. <laughs> hey, uh, how about that trade? Imagine if Christian Yelich was on the other side. Chet would be probably dominating this week. Yeah, it's like Christian Yelich in the, has played St. Louis six times, and he has like eight home runs or something ridiculous yeah, against them. The stats for this week's thus far, nine runs, eight home runs, 16 RBIs with a 538 on base. 
Other good players for him is Real Muto's having a good week, especially for a catcher. Six runs, two home runs, 10 RBIs, 367 on base. Trevor Story, four runs, one home run, three RBIs, three stolen bases. And then uh, he picked up Vogelbach, who's given him a couple home runs this year week in uh, 545 on base. So, yeah, let's really, really, really good week. Uh, we'll see what type of pace he'll be able to stay at. Uh, How but, low would these offensive categories be if Yelich wasn't in this matchup? How bad yeah. would both these teams be at this point in this matchup? Yeah. Oh, it would be bad because even if you replaced them with, like, you know, yeah, a, a good guy, like a couple home runs and, like, six RBIs or something, like a good week for a lot of guys, it would be nowhere near. But his yeah his stats are inflated a little bit, and unfortunately it's against a guy you really didn't need him against, you know like you didn't need all those stats versus like Christian Yelich could have beat him Chet alone. Yeah, you want those stats generally when you go against you know someone that you think is going to win it like yeah. uh, Adam or Steinman or yeah maybe a Bob or a Bill depending on what week they have. Yeah, but no, uh, kind of you know unless he plans on putting up a week like that every single week those stats. Instant Hall of Famer if Yelich does that. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just talking about, yeah, field. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah, you just talk, you got to help take a little bit of regression. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. Well, that's all the matchups. Oh, wow. Do you think Yelich is going to, if he keeps, you think Yelich is going to get the 50 or 60 home runs? What is he at right now? Well, he has eight this week alone. You're right. Yeah. So what has he got? Is he like 13 or something ridiculous? Like, we're not even through the month of April. Like, what is the record for home runs in the month of April? Well, he's way better than the the Tigers ever had for the first week. Yeah, Chris Shelton? What about Chris Shelton? Remember that? Yeah. Hey, he hits three home runs in two games, and then he get doesn't do anything. Yeah. But, like, how look at how big of a difference that trade was for Fielder, though. Like, I've been saying that from the beginning. Like, he just got two top ten picks. Um, but he's got 13 home runs, three stolen bases. The number one ranked fantasy player right now. Yeah, Yelich right now is on pace for 78 home runs or almost 80 home runs for the year. Yeah, so um, he should regress, but even at a like a decent pace, though he could hit like 50 almost. Yeah, in a, that small uh, ballpark in Milwaukee. How many did he hit last year? Do you know? Last year, according to what I see, he hit 36. So, I mean, he just needs 27 for the rest of the year to hit 40. So he, I think there's definitely a good chance if he hits over 40, and especially like how much contact he makes. Like he's gonna have a high on base, high average, and he's gonna steal some bases. So if he goes 40-10 at least, that's a great year. So the question is that I raise in my head: How bad is Miami's coaching, management, everything that they had this guy on their roster, and mm-hmm. he wasn't doing a quarter of this? Well, I think some of it was like getting better. Some of it's the ballpark, the way better ballpark. Um, I mean, he was doing really, really good, though, like in Miami. But he didn't have anything close to these power numbers. The same thing with Ozuna. They had Ozuna, Yelich, and Stan all in that lineup, and they weren't yeah. putting up enough runs at times. Yeah, but that's all they had. It was like those three guys. They were like yeah, literally like the Gordon. number one, two, three players like in the batting order. Um, but didn't have a ton of pitching. Like this Miami just wasn't totally all around good. Um, but Yelich was having, I mean, I don't think anybody really saw that coming. The first, you know, I really liked Yelich when Jim Leland liked Yelich coaching in the USA Baseball, and he batted number three or whatever in the, on that team that had a bunch of studs. Yeah, he's a great player, don't get me wrong. I'm just, like, is he just ridiculously hot right now? Is there going to be a big regression? Well, he had an MVP season last year, so and, you, didn't, you can't just be hot for a season and a month. Well, he, he got really hot in, in the second half last year yeah. where he just went on a tear. So he's still on a tear. So did his coach say, oh, just tweak this elbow and boom, and all this happened? Or was this, did this magic happen and it's still riding a wave? I think you're just dealing with a really, really good baseball player that who just developed and just got better and now is in his prime and just has seen enough baseball and know what's, you know, mentally, physically, just knows himself, knows the game, and you're seeing a premier athlete. And he gets to play St. Louis, you know, what, 12 more times? Uh, like, St. Louis is a good team. Like, just, I don't, <laughs> eventually, guys, you just stop pitching to them. But the Brewers were hoping that they built enough offense that you can't do that to them. Like, if you put them on base, you know, you're just putting yourself in a bad spot. But you can't pitch to them if he's hitting home runs every time. Yeah, the Brewers, 
always going to come up for me, do they have enough starting pitching to really make it in October? And it's the same thing I kind of question about the Yankees. The Yankees have a tremendous bullpen, but yeah. you got to get someone to get you to that bullpen. You can't have your bullpen pitch the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth inning every game. They're just not – it's not feasible for that to tax on them. They're going to be good. The Brewers are good. They're fine. They're a good team. They're just a good team. Uh, they do lack. I mean, most teams aren't. You gotta have some type of weakness. And yes, they're starting pitching is kind of weak, but I think it's something like they'll they'll figure out. They'll find some guys, kind of like they did last year, and they have a good bullpen. Do you think so. Keuchel's a fit for them or some? If the price is right, um, but yeah, I mean, why not? But I know they only have so much money, and they're not looking to deal like make like big long term contracts. Like they signed Grandal, but he signed for one year for like eighteen million, which is a lot. But again, one year. So yeah, for a smaller market like Milwaukee, that is a bigger deal. Yeah, I still can't believe that Keuchel or Kimbrel have not signed. Like that's amazing to me. I did not foresee that coming. Like I would have, I was up there draft trying to draft Kimbrel and stuff. Yeah, both those guys did get drafted in our auction. And what do those owners think now? Yeah, they can storm on that NA spot. Yeah, but you're gonna keep them there for the whole year. If they miss out a whole year, how good are they gonna be the following year? I mean, I think it'll be fine, but... Uh, Sitting a year out doesn't seem to ever do anyone that good of... I mean, guys sit out for a year at a time. I mean, as long as... You, sometimes guys could use a year to, like, let their body heal and stuff like that and come back stronger. But I think Kimbrel will sign soon, I think. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, there's teams out there that could definitely use them, but right now, what's going... Like, teams need starting pitching. They're not knocking on... Keiko's door. They need closers. They're not knocking on Kimbrel's door, and he's even he's even came out that he's lowered his demands or his wants. Yeah, yeah, three years. Yeah, so. and I think a big thing for if you're a Detroit fan, if you notice that um, Scott Boris is now his agency is now representing Nick Castellanos going uh, future. So we're gonna trade him. We need to trade him. So he needs to go away. Yeah, get some prospects. Hopefully, get somebody. Somebody he needs to get hot. Someone needs to get. Um, what is the word? Just like needs him really bad, desperate. Someone needs to get desperate and give us a deal that we can't refuse, and boom. But what type of team would take him as a team that just needs a DH? Because he's a liability almost anywhere in the field at times. Um, I think teams would put him in the outfield, but just depending on the makeup of a team. But yeah, I mean, if, so, if a team could really use, I mean, he's a really good hitter. So. Yeah, he naturally was a first baseman, but you know, when he was in the minor leagues. Oh, he couldn't play first base because who did the Tigers have playing yeah, first yeah, base? Yeah, so they moved him to third. And then they signed Prince Field and moved Cabrera to third. Yeah. So then they moved him to left field. And yeah. Yeah, it's, the Tigers aren't doing him justice defensively either. Yeah. All right, so what do you uh, what do you think of the what, what's going to happen this outcome of the season? Well, I think you're, gonna ha- you're already starting to see some separation. Not a lot because it's only three weeks in. Yeah. I still think you're going to see where you're going to have – Adam probably pulling away in our division. Um, and then I think you're probably going to pull away your division, but you just got to get some luck. I don't see Nick holding on to his division lead. No, no. Well, he's getting, he's going to, he already lost it if you look at like Stat Tracker right now because he's getting killed. Yeah. And then Justin's winning big. I'm winning decent. <laughs> I, my biggest competition, I think, is Justin. We'll see how, I mean, like he's winning big this week, but it's more of his. You know, his offense was good, but his pitching's really, really weak. Yeah, ironically, that right now you two are the last two places in your division through yeah. two weeks. Like, yeah. like I see you probably pulling away. The cream will rise a little bit. Your players will start hitting as the weather gets warmer, yeah. unless something crazy happens. I I really feel like I should be the second place in my division. I don't yeah. I don't really see myself beating um, Adam. But yeah. I feel like I probably should beat Chet more, more weeks. I'm probably going to lose steals to him, but I feel like yeah. I should be competing more. What about Jay? Um, his team is, I think, is going to be like a roller coaster. Yeah. It's going to be really good one week because they're hot, and then two yeah. weeks later they're going to be ice cold. So it depends when you play them and stuff like that. Yeah. Like he, yeah. So if he catches, you know, Chad on a cold week, yeah. well, he might, you know, he might get slaughtered. Yeah. The other division that you think is really competitive, I don't know who's going to win because none of the teams overly impress me because they all have, like, maybe a hole. Yeah. Like, Eric, he didn't get batting. He's pitching yeah he's a little pitch uh i would yeah and then like the teams that are like all around just aren't like all around great you know like victor's got an all-around team but it's like he's not dominant 
not like he's not like top three. He's like he's above average and everything. Like he's like five or fourth, but not yeah. top three in any category necessarily. Like I see Gabe in that division probably because he's a savvy, he yeah. makes savvy moves and he tends to do great in, during midseason pickups and yeah. trades for him to pull away in that division eventually. But I don't know if anybody's gonna pull away. It might go. That might be a division that's like a battle till the end. It could be. I just, I just gave. I'm gonna go on Gabe's track record for the last few years. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's been a good manager with for yeah a low budget team, and he's usually competitive. I will say, last year he made the playoffs, but I didn't feel like he had a great, great team. Like he had a really good team, but there was like a different level to like those top teams last year. Well, last year there's four really good teams. Yeah, it was just unfortunate that three of them were in the on same, same side of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which made it even harder for me. Like, I had to go through you, Chet, and was it Darren? Who did I be in the finals? Darren was the other good team that wasn't in a division, so it probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, our division was just murderer's row. Is the division yeah. you did not yeah. want to be in. That included the guy with, who broke the winning percentage record. Yeah. We had it. And then, yeah, like, I, my winning percentage was, like, the usual top guy. And, like, the, you know, like, would have been the average of, like, the top guy. But I was... Yeah, second. And you and I weren't that far apart. Yeah, and you're right behind me, and Darren was right up there. So it was like it was very, very top heavy. Yeah, and I think in that last year I had a winning record against the division. Yeah, and (laughs) even even against you and Chet, but I just didn't beat up on the rest of the league as well as you did. And yeah, maybe that's just the way our teams were. You matched up well against us in the regular season, but we matched up well against like everybody. Like could win big. Yeah. Where you were able to beat us because maybe you just had better offense, but against most other teams we had better offense and pitching or something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't see maybe a, a di- at least not yet like that level of teams that like it's a little bit closer. There's definitely more parity, and maybe it'll eventually happen as players get hurt or trade, and we find out who's really good this year and stuff. Once you get people actually stop being way above their head or way below their mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start, you know, regression or progression, you know, meeting back to the middle and stuff. And, yeah, um, you know, I, I had to take some humble pie last week, you know, but you got, it's a long season. You got to believe in your team. And and you'll get revenge against – you have a ch- your chance for revenge. Well, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it because I don't think he'll make the playoffs. I could be wrong. But so it might, uh, you know, hopefully it won't affect me in the playoffs. Like, I don't think I'll see him if I do make the playoffs, unless it's like in the toilet bowl. But how often, like just to say if you're worrying about whether getting that buy or not, how often does it become between the second and third place team that it comes down to like one game or it two could, It could be. I don't know. It might be, but it, it does I don't think it yeah. does often. At all. Um, but what I'm saying is like I'd rather that a bad week happen to me against Nick than like a team that I'm – I feel like I'm really competing against. It gives them a big gap or and something. seen against Gabe or Adam. Yeah, and... yeah, like, yeah, like that really hurts. Um, you know what? It is what it is. So, all right, man. Anything else you wanted to bring up before we get going? Well, we got a long season. We got another uh, 20 weeks to go until we crown a champion. Oh, yeah. We still veto every check trade as possible. <laughs> that's a good standing rule unless it actually looks like Chet's going to lose. Yeah, um, that's the visible ink part of the Constitution. Everybody has to veto Chet's. He yeah. thinks that I, like... Of some like conniving type of guy that's like orchestrating these everybody to veto for him. No, it has actually nothing. You know, there's like, like the first year Nick was in the league, I think Nick made a trade or vetoed the trade, and he just went a tirade <laughs> in an email chain that got to like two hundred at least emails long, where it got he was just trying to attack people personally. And oh I was yeah. Like, oh yeah. Well, I'm just gonna veto it now yeah. just because I can. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Game of Thrones type of style. Yeah, they're like, they're like, well, your mama does this. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, starts getting guy, he gets like real personal and stuff. Uh, but yeah, we all know that rule, you know. Yeah, yeah. The I'm the one who started rule, it. Yeah, veto chat rule. Yeah, the veto chat rule. Twelve point nine point one. Yeah. That's why he's donating the minimum he says every year now. <laughs> yeah, I believe that next year when he goes spends three k on his yeah. team. Because he still spent like $900 this year. Just part of it was last year. Oh, yeah. He spent $500, 500 units yeah. last year on a player. And then, uh, oh, well, I got to spend a, I gotta spend another 300 units per yeah. league rule. So, so yeah. Uh, we have one more week, I think, left till trades. Or is this? Yeah, right? I, be- yeah. I, believe we do, I believe we do four weeks until we can trade. And it's just, 
I think it's good. It keeps the auction a little bit more fair, so someone doesn't go get twelve shortstops and makes everyone trade with them and just yeah. trades. <laughs> uh, because you should have a right whether you want to trade or not. Yeah. Well, well that's something we can talk about winter meetings. We'll all agree, you know. I'm still gonna it. push for the change of uh, saves plus holds or something like that. You'll get. You have more predictability. You have more players that should put you more people you want to spend and put on your rosters. It might even fix the starting pitching debacle maybe a little bit. I don't care. I mean, if we do whatever whatever the rules are, the rules are. I'll play by them. Yeah, because I think if you inc- put more starting pitchers in the waiver pool per week, you're going to get more people p- adding and dropping pitchers during the week and you get more money that way. One and two dollars, one and two units add up a lot quicker than you know oh. one-time purchases. Write it down, put it in an email, send it out. Uh, we'll vote on it winter meetings. Hey Adam, I'm uh. writing this out to you now. It's just digital. All right, man. Uh, it's Easter Sunday. I need to go eat. Yeah. I haven't ate anything. You need to go find some eggs. Yeah, yeah. My mom hides all the eggs in the backyard. If we're gonna go egg hunting, yeah, you caught me. Yeah, go find your basket too. To no, I know where my mitt. I know where my basket's at. <laughs> Gosh. What, she didn't hide it on top of the roof again? No, that's just mean. Come on. But it's fun to watch you climb up there and get it. All right, guys. I got to go egg hunting. I will see you later. Take care. Thank you, guys. Bye.